Welcome to the Gone Girl Show with Bree and C, a podcast to help you grow in all areas of life, but first towards Christ. Welcome to the Gone Girl Show with Bree and C. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. Um, we really appreciate it. How are you doing, C? I'm doing great, Bree. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited because we had a a review on iTunes from Yay! The, yes, from the Clean Ears podcast. I love it. I mean, thank you so much for taking the time out, Clean Ears, and everyone else who's been leaving us reviews on iTunes. If this podcast is a blessing to you, please give us a shout out. That is so awesome. And we'll definitely read your review on the, each episode and the, on our podcast. The girls at the Clean Ears podcast said, loving the conversations that Bree and C have. The ladies have great interviewing skills and ask great questions that I genuinely, genuinely want to know the answers to. Love that they give Christian answers to culture questions. Awesome show. Well, thank you so much, ladies. The Clean Ears podcast is a great podcast about uh, Christian culture as well. They feature a lot of good music. You have to tune into their their um, episodes so you can hear some great songs. They also do a What's in Your Headphones Wednesday where they shout out what songs to listen to. I've um, got some great music tips from them. Um, it's hosted by um, a couple girls named Sarita and Simone, and I, and I believe there's a girl named Courtney who helps them as well. So definitely check them out. Um, their website is www.cleanearsshow.com, and they're on um, most podcast platforms such as iTunes, Google Play, and I think they're on a few others as well. So definitely check them out if you haven't heard of them. Yes, definitely check them out. One of the things I really appreciate about them and I like, you can see them on YouTube as well. So not only do you get to listen to them on the podcast, but you can check them out on YouTube. And they are so beautiful and lovely and lively and repping the kingdom of God. So it's so awesome. So we've got some topics we're going to talk about on this episode, Bree and I, and I look forward to getting into this. And I don't know if you guys remember, Bree, you may or may not remember a couple of episodes back, I did discuss the importance of getting checked for sleep apnea. And if you're diagnosed with sleep apnea, please be compliant with your CPAP or BiPAP machine. As I was online yesterday, just like researching stuff, I saw that the Associated Press or AP News reported last night that the actress Carrie Fisher, some of you may know her from the movie Star Wars, was found to have died in her sleep from sleep apnea and other causes. Now, her death was not recent. She died a couple months ago. I also learned yesterday that the former NFL player, Reggie White, the green, out of the Green Bay Packers, who he died in 2004, but I, I do remember watching him play on the, you know, when he was playing on the field. And I used to see him on TBN because he was a devoted Christian man. He was an awesome family man, as well as a great athlete. I learned that he died in his sleep as well, and it was found that sleep apnea worsened his heart condition and that he died in the hospital. So I'm saying this to say that, folks, if you snore and you suspect that you may have sleep apnea, please, please go talk to your medical professional about it and get a sleep study done to determine if you have it or not. And if you have been officially diagnosed with sleep apnea, use your CPAP machine. Don't be ashamed. Using your machine is like taking your medications, taking your vitamins, or taking any type of um, medication your doctor has prescribed to you to help keep you alive and functioning. 
you know, not wearing your machine can be lethal as the two examples I just gave. With that being said, I want to get into this, a segment that is kind of heavy. We're talking about gun violence and active shooting. And I don't know if some of you may or may not be aware of what recently happened here in the U.S. On June 14, 2017, you may or may not know that the U.S. had a shooting that took place in Alexandria, Virginia, that shook up Congress and the nation. Did you hear about that, Bree? Yes, I've seen it on the news and on social media. Yeah, it was real sad. It was Republican lawmakers that were on a baseball field around 630 in the morning practicing for a charity baseball game. And on the field were congressmen and staffers practicing to get ready for a game that they were going to have later on that week. The game was consisting of the Democrats and the Republican baseball team because they were raising money for a local charity, for actually local charities, plural, not just one charity, but uh, various charities in the D.C. area. And they happened to have raised over $600,000 to help those local charities. Well, during the practice, a gunman early hour in the morning asked a lawmaker who was leaving the, the field, hey, who was out there practicing on the field? Are those the Democrats or the Republicans? And the lawmaker answered, those are the Republicans out there. According to CNN, the gunman then rang fire, not immediately after talking with that lawmaker who was leaving the field, but eventually the gunman rang fire and started shooting at the field. Five people were shot, including GOP, a Republican whip out of the state of Louisiana, Steve Scalise, a a congressional staffer, a lobbyist, and two Capitol Police officers and a representative out of the state of Texas were shot. Congressman Steve Scalise required multiple surgeries and was in severe critical condition. The bullets went through Representative Scalise's pelvis, fracturing his bones and some of his internal internal organs. In the United States, yeah, I know, it's real sad. Thankfully, thank you, Lord, that no one got killed. It could have been so much worse. But I'm so thankful for those officers that were on the field and, um, you know, Congressman Scalise's detail that was there to help prevent it from getting worse. Now, in the United States, we have open and carry, which refers to the practice of openly carrying a firearm in public, as distinguished from concealed and carry, which allows firearms not to be seen by the casual observer. Well, the state of Virginia is an open and carry state, which does not require you to have a permit. Permit. There are at least 45 states in the United States that allow open and carry, some with restrictions and some without. Our state of Florida does have a ban on open and carry, which Gun enthusiasts were hoping that would change in the courts in 2017, but thank, thankfully, Lord, the courts decided to continue that ban um, on the open and carry. According to researchers, researchers at Harvard and Northwestern University, the United States has 265 million registered guns in the U.S. That is more than one gun for every U.S. adult. Now, folks, that is registered guns. Mm -hmm. That did not take into account of those that are not legal on the streets. Bree, when I saw that, I almost fell out of my seat. What do you think about that? It's it's crazy. 
I'm not even sure why. Like, I know people own guns, and it's just, and if you're not using it for hunting, I understand you want to be protected, but I do understand, and I think we need, you know, much more more gun control. I think that's yeah. something that's very um, needed in our country. And when I think of, like, statistics like that, I, my mind um, goes more so also to, like, t technology, how I think about how we have so many devices, um, for mm -hmm. and we only have so many people here in the United States. So hearing guns, like, I kind of equate that to, like, the, the cell phones and things we have because mm -hmm. I'm a lot more tech-oriented. But yes. that seems like an ex excessive amount of, of yes. guns here in America. Absolutely. I agree with you, Bree. I mean, absolutely. So I feel, as you said, there are way too many guns in the United States. And I don't know about you, Bree, or anyone else, it gets very weary and very tiresome to wake up to breaking news on almost a weekly or daily basis, yeah. sometimes to hear of a mass shooting taking place here in the U.S. In this country, we have had people shot and killed at a Bible study. We have had people shot and killed while little kids were at school. We have had people shot and killed in movie theaters. And now recently, thankfully this time, no one was killed, but we've had people on an open baseball field in the wee hours of the morning practicing shot at. I don't know if anyone has ever been on a baseball field. I have, and I believe Bree probably have. Yes. It's open. You're a sitting duck. There's nowhere for you to really run and hide. So we here at the Go and Grow Show, we want you to be safe. We do not want any of our listeners to walk in fear, but we, but we wanted to share with you ways to stay, stay safe if you are in a situation where there is an active shooter. First and foremost, I would like to say if you see something or someone suspicious or get an uneasy feeling about someone, whether at the workplace or movies or even at the gym, report it. Now, some people think, what is exactly suspicious? I'm not talking about racial profiling. I'm not talking about profiling someone based on someone's possible religion or ethnicity. You cannot go based on seeing someone who looks like they're from the Middle East or an African-American or a Latino and say they're suspicious. No, I'm talking about things that are out of the ordinary. Let me give you an example. I was at a movie theater with a friend and we noticed a man that kept walking up and down the stairs and pacing back and forth in front of the screen. To me, that's suspicious. So I jumped out of my seat and I contacted the manager because you can never be too vigilant. Now, the Department of Homeland Security has a page, a web page dedicated specifically on how to respond to an active shooter. I would advise you and implore you to check it out if you can to get more in-depth information and look into it. So according to the Homeland Security, during an active shooting, what you, it's in active shootings are usually random. They want you to run, hide, and fight. And I'm gonna briefly go into what that entails according to Homeland Security. Number yeah. one. Yeah, go ahead. Please. I was just saying, I watched, I was able to watch a, um, a learning module at my job and those were mm -hmm. the same three topics on, on active shooting. They had a, a module about it, run, hide and fight were the three things they, they pointed out as well in the mm. video. That's good to know. And that's good that your workplace has that. I hope other workplaces have, and it's sad that we live in this day and age where we have to prepare our employees to prepare themselves, God forbid, of a situation like this, but preparation is key. So that's good to know that your 
company has something like that in place. So according to Homeland Security, number one, run. And that entails have an escape route and plan in mind. When going out, check out at least two exits. And if there's not two, at least know one exit to make sure there is a plan of action if you need to escape. Leave your belongings behind. Evacuate whether or not others want to because safety is first. Help others escape if possible. Do not move the wounded. Also, prevent others from coming out into the area where the active shooter is. You don't want others coming in where the person's actively shooting. And call 911. Number two, hide. Hide in an area outside of the shooter's view. Lock or block your entry or hiding place so that you won't be seen by the active shooter. Keep your cell phone on silence, including vibrate mode, meaning don't keep it on vibrate mode, keep it on silence. And the reason why is you keep your phone on silence so the shooter may not hear where you may be hiding. And it's sad that we have to go through these things, yeah. but I'd rather someone know and be safe than being in a situation where they're not. And then finally, number three, according to DHS or Department of Homeland Security, fight only as your last resort, only if your life is in imminent danger. Try to attempt to incapacitate or take the shooter out, whether it's with a firearm that you may have or throw objects and weapons at the shooter. Act with as much physical aggression if fighting is your last resort. Commit to your actions because your life may depend on it. Now, I remember last year, you know, some people said that you should fight first and pull out your guns and bang, bang, shoot them up. No. According to Department of Health, uh, I want to say Health, Department of Homeland Security, fighting should be your last resort. They want you to be safe as well as we do. As you know, Bree, I love to listen to various news personalities and hear what's going on around the world. And I recently heard a news personality um, say, prayers are great, but policy is better. And I, I sat and I thought about that and I said, wow, look at, you know, because of things of, that are going on in the world, prayers now looked at as being second place. Now, I do agree. The U.S., we do need some serious reform when it comes to gun policy. Also, when it comes to mental health awareness and guns. But policy to me will never outweigh prayers, right. despite what this popular, you know, personality had to say. It is up to us to always pray without ceasing, as 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 18 says. It says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I also want to add that when breaking news like this hits the 24-hour news cycle, give your mind, spirit, and soul a break. Don't watch the coverage nonstop. Right. Yeah, I've... Um, been seeing a lot mm -hmm. of people share videos on social media and you have mm -hmm. to think about how that can affect someone um, when you share those types of videos yeah right now we're dealing with the aftermath of the Philando Castle um, verdict yeah and people are resharing a lot of the videos well the Facebook live video that was involved right. with his um, unfortunate um, yeah. an untimely death that he yes. that happened to him and we have mm. to think like who and think about how his daughter was affected she was in the car with him so she saw that and we share yeah. things we um we revisit that that um yeah. those emotions those feelings and she probably is 
she I, I know she's pretty young but right. she's probably seeing that all over the news as well we have to be considerate mm -hmm. of other right. people's uh mental um stability what they can take yeah. what they can't take so we can't just right. share i know we live in a culture of shock value especially yeah. on fiction uh fictional tv but this is reality people getting shot and killed should not be shared all over social media i agree absolutely i mean like you said for your mental stability give your your body your mind your soul your spirit a break and as brie mentioned earlier be considerate uh you know i don't think a loved one would want to see someone their video of another loved one being aired all over the place circulating over and over and over that's just not healthy because it will place you in a place of fear it will cause you to become severely anxious and god has not given us that spirit the Lord wants us to be safe and be wise while here on earth, but he wants us to also enjoy the gift of life he has given us. So I'm going to close the segment out with a scripture to help encourage you if you feel overwhelmed with, with all the woes taking place here in the United States. Deuteronomy 3.16 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So if Christ is your savior, hold on to that promise that he has given to each believer. Now, we would definitely love to hear your thoughts about this. If you have ever been in a situation of an active shooter, or if you have ever have any other tips to help keep other listeners safe, please hit us up on social media. Let us know what you did in that situation to stay safe. Or what you learned today on how to stay safe. Maybe you learned something new of how to stay safe during an active shooter. We want you to enjoy this life and go and grow in all things that you do. He died for me. What up? Freedom! That's what I'm living in. That's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm talking about. Freedom! It's blood pay for. That's what I pay for. So never say no. What I'm living in, that's what I'm looking at, that's what I'm talking about. That was from the song Freedom by Christian of He Died For Me Ministries, produced by Tone Jones. Freedom is on his album Conquerors. You can find his music on his site at www.christian.bandcamp.com. In the next segment, I mention our podcast website a lot. It's www.goandgrowshow.com. From there, you can find all the resources I mention. Hope you enjoy it. So now, on to a lighter note on this episode, we have Bree who's going to talk about young adults and Christian culture in the church. Take it away, Bree. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, C. Um, yes, I guess this is a, a lighter topic. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about something that's been um, something I've noticed, something that's been on my heart, and just um, discussing. Um, millennials and, and Christian culture and how the church can uh, use that to their advantage because there's such good content out there and there's lots of statistics that talk about how millennials are um, dropping out of the church. Um, there's mm. a, a viral um, article by um, Mr. Sam Eaton um, that talks about this that we'll post in the show notes but 
and he actually gives some suggestions for churches to do as well. But in mm. this episode, we're going to highlight how um, how Christian culture can play a part into that as well, because I haven't seen um, too many churches take advantage of that. And I, I know that that could be a great asset to them mm. as well. Um, just some quick statistics. Only uh, f- about 4% of millennials are Bible-based believers. And, wow. Yeah. And 59% of them have dropped out of the church at one point. And these suggestions that I make um, can really, it doesn't have to just apply to millennials. Um, it can be any um, young adult or um, someone who's um, looking for more relevancy in the church, um, looking for um, things that apply to them. So as as most churches, uh, my church is mostly filled with, well, maybe not your church. I won't make an assumption, but a mm-hmm. lot of churches that I've seen growing up um, in the Southern uh, Baptist uh, traditions, they're mostly older, older people. And this became very real for me. Um, one Sunday, my pastor, and I guess this was something on his mind as well. He mm-hmm. asked everyone in, e- in each generation, he called out all the like the baby boomers, uh, Generation Y, Generation X, um, mm-hmm. and the millennials and so on to raise their hand. And the overwhelming majority of people were the, the baby boomers. And he called mm-hmm. out, yeah, it was just very real to actually see it. Um, uh, the physical demonstration of the people actually raising their hands and just seeing that at least I say a good 60, 75 percent of the people fell into that category. And, wow, you know, that's and a lot. It, exactly. And so in the next 20 years, you have to think what's going to happen to the church? What what are, can we do to retain um, the younger generation and mm. um, and appeal to them? So it's it's a very um, important topic that's going to come up and continue to come up in the in uh in church especially um denominational churches i know non-denominational non-denominational churches are probably a little more modern they have um things more oriented towards young people just being more modern and being Mm -hmm. i guess more more hip and in tune with with the culture but these um denominational churches can definitely um if they don't know where to start um, looking at these articles, um, like like Sam uh, Eaton posted, would be a great start, and also starting to use um, Christian culture, at least with their um, with their young adults, would be I think a great start. Mm-hmm. Um, and before I think they start utilizing, um, oh, before I, I get into that, like see the the church you go to, is it the same way? Do you notice mostly older people? Uh, yeah, I do notice mostly. It's a non-denominational church. Um, the majority of those that are there are older in that baby boomer um, generation. There are some millennials, but um, I think it does fall into that category of what you said, 60%, maybe not as high as 60%, possibly 40 to 50 from what I've gathered. Mm, yeah. So I think it's a good starting point is for churches to understand where they're millennials or even their young adults are at with their their world view um like the statistics said earlier only about four percent of millennials are bible-based believers so i think they need to start with a survey or some type of way they get input and see what is shaping their worldview because if it's not the bible then it's probably secular culture or something Mm -hmm. that's not 
it might not be aligned with Bible. And even in our culture, we have a lot of media that is somewhat Christian, but mm-hmm. it it doesn't fully um, demonstrate bi- biblical values. Like we have rappers, right. like Chance the Rapper, or um, what's his name, Kendrick Lamar. Like their mm-hmm. songs, they they. They have hints of God, but, and I'm not going to say, I, I, I don't really listen to their songs, but I know it's from what I've seen people talk about, it's not fully um, sharing the gospel. They're, right. they're still, you know, cursing a lot and still yes. not, it, 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 they have a form of godliness. And I, mm-hmm. and they, I know that's a, a scripture, I can't remember exactly where it's from, but it's, mm-hmm. they're not really sharing the, the real biblical base um lyrics or things like that they're mm-hmm. still talking about you know a lot of um glorifying sin and um things mm-hmm. that and i know i understand they grew up with that in that culture but the thing is when we become christians we say we're changing we're letting the holy spirit right. work in us we're not going to love yeah. um the sin that we used to do and i'm not sure if their right. music really reflects that um i'm not sure if you're familiar with their music but oh um, yeah i'm familiar with kendrick lamar yeah. i i do like kendrick but yeah, everything you absolutely chance the rapper. I, I've heard some of his songs. Um, all right, but Kendrick is very, very talented. Um, but I agree with what you say. There is a lot of profanity in a lot of his songs. Um, and I don't necessarily I couldn't say that's Christian hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> I agree lastly what you're saying, um, form of godliness. Um, I think as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking like I think what the church needs to do is make Christ more tangible, like make the gospel more tan- tangible and how millennials, Generation X, whomever, can apply biblical principles in their life every day. I think a lot of people tend to look at the church as hypocrites, that we tend to be so judgmental. Mm-hmm. We're humans. We're not out to try to get you. Well, there may be some Christians in the church like that, but I think that's probably probably what's turned away because you gave just 4% of Millennials that are Bible believers. And as we said that, I thought there's probably those millennials who have seen people in their family that say, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm this. I'm about Christ. But see them living totally opposite of that. They probably turn them away. So we've got to find ways like this podcast and other podcasts that show how Christ can be tangible and real in your life. Right, right. That's definitely true. And there's and we could do it's very broad topic and we can do so many future. I can see this being like a topic of many future episodes to get into. And, um, I, I would say at the very basic, um, doing some type of survey, what I would really love to see is perhaps some churches get together and do like a state of the Christian millennial, like a summit where they have a panel of like older, older Christians and even some having some younger Christians on the panel. they, They take questions from, from people and just, perhaps surveying people and they uh, discuss the answers to the survey where they ask about what's shaping your worldview and your worldview is just kind of the things you believe where they, uh, there's about seven or eight questions that a lot of sites use to define a worldview, such as like, what is a human? How do we know right from wrong? Um, What happens when we die? What is the meaning of human history? Those are just some questions that kind of understand how you think about life. And you, once you understand like what's shaping your worldview and where these young adults are and even asking them questions like do you understand the old covenant do you understand a new covenant do you understand the significance of jesus's death because in his resurrection because that's things growing up that i didn't i like i really i got glimpses of it growing up but until i really learned about god for myself and understanding Mm -hmm. um things that's what really changed my life and changed my worldview as a christian and 
the answer to this once if you don't have if you understand that your church doesn't have this or the young adults in your church don't have this worldview i believe that cultural apologetics is really the answer to to that learn learning more about that and cultural apologetics is apologetics that is applied to our culture and apologetics is comes from the word apologia where um in first peter three where um they were saying that always be ready to give an answer um, for what you believe in. And the word, the Greek word that was used was apologia. And mm. apologetics is a big, um, I guess, doctrine that Christians use to defend their faith, explaining what they believe and why. And cultural apologetics uses that to just apply that to the culture. So the things mm, we were talking okay. about with like Kendrick Lamar lyrics and um, Chance the Rapper, the themes, the overall themes in our music and in culture um, cultural apologetics will address those like a lot of Christians mm. or a lot of lyrics might say hey I'm self-made cultural apologetics will say okay we're God we're made in the image of God and we're, we're mm -hmm. God made um, and, and it just takes a lot of those topics and we'll put some resources in our um, in the show notes to show you some cultural apologetics one of my favorite sites is um, bethinking.org mm. they have a cultural apologetics podcast that kind of goes into a lot of a lot of these topics so they're they're really great to to check out but i would love to see them do some type of summit um yeah. where they mix um and get opinions from older and um younger christians and just have that communication understanding worldviews I, I think that would be great. And, yeah. and moving on to um, Christian culture, there's some, like I said earlier, there's so much content out there that's relevant and transparent, um, the things that millennials are looking for. And the church can use that to show um, that they are um, understanding what the, the things that are on millennials' hearts, uh, the, mm -hmm. the issues that the church doesn't want to talk about, like uh, sex and certain politics, there yeah. are there's content out there that they can pull and um, and use. Um, for example, on um, Passion for Christ Ministries, they have a, or I think it's Passion for Christ Movement, P4CM, they have a YouTube series um, called The Conversation where they talk mm -hmm. about a lot of different um a lot of these different topics and you could have your young adults come together on a, a any night of the week and yeah. um, they could watch you could stream these youtube videos um and then you could break down okay so they this was their thoughts on this um what are our thoughts on this and you can let them have an open conversation if the church if you're looking for um, ways to pull those conversations in if you can't if you don't have time to kind of address them in the pulpit are things if you don't if you're not comfortable you show them this media um, right and let them have the conversations that way um have them at least have them the young adults meeting um have them fellowshipping together having something for them i know not every church has like a young adult ministry or a singles ministry that's a kind of an easy way to to start um finding videos like that and we have so many different resources on our our website that um uh, has links to these uh youtube videos and blogs mm -hmm. and vlogs um things out there that could be almost a curriculum a guide for for these groups and even your whatever your interest is 
and you can switch your interest every month. Like one month, it might be art. One month, it might be politics. One month, it might be personal finance. There's so many wow. different Christian resources out there, especially, um, for example, personal finance. You have um, Dave Ramsey and mm-hmm. uh, I to all him. of his <laughs> uh, materials he has out there. Yes. There's a podcast um, I listen to. One of the um, people on his team, Chris Brown, has a podcast mm-hmm. called True Stewardship. Perhaps discuss an episode, um, open that conversation. Politics, there's the Reformed African American Network, which is awesome. They talk about culture and social justice um, from a Christian perspective. Um, they have a couple of podcasts, um, one being um, one of their newest ones is Truth's Table, which has three mm-hmm. women um, uh, that discuss uh, uh, gender, uh, social justice um, from a wow. Christian perspective. And it's great. Um, Sounds like it. This is great information. <laughs> check it out. Yes. And they will, you, every niche, every interest out there, there there's resources um, that you can use um, to facilitate discussions. Um, because we had an episode on uh, with Ashley um, a while ago. She said, if, if we don't give realness um, in the church, people are going to look elsewhere for it. Your worldview, yes. exactly. Your worldview is going to be shaped by secular culture. True. So we need to, as, as Christians, show that there's content out there that's addressing um, the things in our lives. And sometimes we feel like, we aren't getting that in the church. Um, yes, church is great. We we have the sermons. Um, there are other topics um, out there that we need to learn about that we're interested in as well. And we need that relevance in our lives and we need transparency. That's a, a big thing, you know, millennials talk about. I need to see honesty. Like you said um, earlier, sometimes we, a lot of Christians, we say we live one way. We, we, we project that we're yes. something and then what's going on on the inside or mm-hmm. how we're actually living can be two different different yeah. ways. And there are a lot of honest uh, Christians out there. A lot right. of um, even that helped me with like with learning about marriage and, um, and dating, like just seeing there are some Christian couples out there who are very honest about their mm-hmm. the things they go through, because I thought, you know, marriage it would be perfect, you know, once you, you find your Christian guy, your yes. Boaz, you know, right, right, yeah. <laughs> and things are just perfect. And mm-hmm. I've seen, I've seen a reality of it now through the transparency of Christian couples. And that's made me, and I've, I've learned, and I've just learned the reality of it. And I think I will, you know, appreciate it more. And as I learn about it, so mm-hmm. it's, it's great to learn the truth about things. Um, and see how how things really are. Um, right. Even on our last episode, we talked about um, faith and mental wellness with mm-hmm. um, with Brittany Moses. She yeah. has a great uh, blogs and um, even an app that has um, that helps you understand how faith and mental wellness are connected. And she has um, like an anxiety detox and all these things that can help you um, deal with uh, any. Um, issues you might be going through so right. so many great resources out there yes absolutely yeah and if you're if uh, churches are looking for other things to do and I, I think it's good to get millennials outside of the church as well 
even not just millennials but young adults mm-hmm. um, there's scripture that says you know true religion is um helping uh, helping those in need i'm trying to remember the, the exact um what exactly what it, it says um helping widows and um helping helping orphans so going doing community service is is great um going yes. to events um uh such as christian concerts and if your church needs help finding things in your area um let us know send us an email yes. um reach out to us on social media um going to events because if you can get your church together um get the young adults together you probably get a discount a group discount on tickets anyway that's so, true so you might as well help let the church organize it or you um your young adult ministry uh you organize it together and um you go out to these events and even if you can only um do things at your church there's events you can stream like i said i uh, mentioned earlier p4cm they have a event in california every year called rhetoric it's the largest mm-hmm. spoken word event in the world and it's a christian event and okay. they usually live stream it and your your church you can um invite the community in and live stream wow. it at your church um that way you can just bring everyone in and they can hear great spoken word or they usually have uh, pre-shows with with comedy uh worship music it's a great event and i would love to yeah. see a, a church uh church do that and um uh, just that get together like and fellowship outside of outside of a service right so those are just some extra ideas i know small groups are great uh book clubs are great um those are great um things you can do as well but these are some other um just some other things churches can do to um and include christian culture in their discussions so like i said if you need help uh, reach out to us Um, i can help you find things in your area especially especially if you're in central florida we we have that on lock our website <laughs> um has actually it has a calendar um of events uh, coming up in central florida um things coming up that your church might be interested in attending like we, rock the universe is coming up right, right universal lecrae supposed to be there and that one rapper you like andy minio and i think chris tomlin if not mistaken they have a really good lineup I remember it's September 8th through the 9th. So I want to check that out on the 9th. Yeah, yeah. And just to uh, let you know, the rhetoric, the event I mentioned earlier is July 28th. So there's um, about a month for you to organize that, your church. Yes, I'm talking yes. to you. Organize that at your church. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I'm, to be honest, I need to see if my church is interested in doing that. Um it would be a great thing to do um, to show people these these are awesome spoken word artists um, with with P4CM. If you've heard of Genetics, um, Ezekiel, um, just some some names out there to look up on YouTube. So we hope this was was helpful. Um, again, thanks for for listening um, to us. Uh, I, and to see, I know your church has done things. On one of the churches you've attended, they've had panels um, on. Yes, for the singles. Yes. Yes. With very relevant topics. Mm -hmm. I've been able to attend some of them and they've been great. Yeah, very good. Because the single population, a lot of whether it's married, I mean, unmarried, never been married, widow, divorced, there's a lot of different things that you go through in a single walk. And 
some churches don't talk about it or really have any avenue for those singles to go to. But there was a church that has that. It was the crew with Revealing Truth Ministries. They do have panels and they have discussions that are very open and candid where you can ask questions about topics and things that you would probably not want to mention to your pastor, but <laughs> they're there. And the pastor is sometimes in attendance there or um, someone in leadership is in attendance there to kind of make sure things don't go out of hand, which it never has. But like you said, it's always great to go to and, and fellowship amongst uh, other um, believers in that category that you may be in. So, yeah. Yep. So again, um, thanks for listening. Uh, yes. We hope this you- was a great show. Very informative <laughs> from how to stay safe to where to go to let loose, but staying in the church, you know? So this was awesome, Brie. Excellent. 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 Yeah. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed the show as well. Like Brie mentioned earlier, if you have any uh, concerts or know of anything going on, please email us or go on our social media. We'll definitely, you know, retweet it or put it out there so others will know so that they can enjoy the Grace Life and enjoy, you know, quality entertainment, not entertainment, but quality functions that promote our Savior Christ. Right. You don't have to um, compromise your faith to have fun. Again, Mm -hmm. thanks for listening. Um, Hope you all have a blessed week. Follow us on social media. Check out our website at www.goandgrowshow.com or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and our handle is Go and Grow Show. Please don't forget to leave us an iTunes review and remember, share the fun and share our episodes with family, friends, coworkers, or anyone that wants to be encouraged.